Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 72 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. Over the last couple of weeks, we've enjoyed some fantastic racing action at Curraheen Park and the star performer was a greyhound called Jacob Tashadelic and he made it a hat-trick of straight successes in Tuesday night's final, um, delivering another smashing display to Wendy O'Leary's driving school open 575 yard final, uh, which carried a winner's prize of €4,000. It was a big success. Uh, for the uh, Guiney family um, Con Guiney of course uh, the registered owner but we're going to say hello to his uh, daughter Elaine now who's very passionate about the sport and no doubt she's still on a high after uh, Tuesday night's success so um, firstly um, Elaine welcome to the podcast and uh, congratulations on a fabulous uh, winning performance and, and, and you know a most deserving winner on Tuesday night with J- Jacob Tashadelic Oh, thanks thanks so much, Barry, and I suppose thanks a million for having me on this as well. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say we're, we're fresh off the back of it. We're certainly not fresh this morning, but uh, I suppose we, we enjoy our wins, and every win in our house is celebrated well. So we definitely did that last night. Um, yeah, he was, look, he was the super performer of the competition. I think um, he has won, he was unbeaten um, in the stake, and I suppose he had three runs in the 10 days in the stake as well so from an early pace runner I suppose that's quite a performance as well look we got um, we got a good family crowd in last night and you know I suppose it was a Cork winner um, and a local winner as well so we cheered him home massively it was a tight finish uh, our hearts were in our mouth for sure um, I suppose going over the line we weren't sure was it yay or nay but um, when the winner was called I suppose and being Jacob we were absolutely over the moon and you know he's given us uh, an amazing into the year but I suppose when we look back uh, in 2021 like you know it wasn't just built on last night's performance he has had uh, I think it's nearly 11 top class open wins in the space of six months so we've been on the road certainly between all the different stadiums he's ran in you know being I suppose he's found he's his track and his distance really in Corrigan Park, um, the 575 trip. Look, he has the phenomenal early pace to the bend. He's staying the trip. He, you know, I, I think if I was to call out an outstanding performance, it probably would have been the semi final win um, in the way he did it. And I suppose the, the time itself, in, uh, I think it was a 381 run in the semi final. Um, you know, I think that's been the fastest run over 575 for quite a few years there um, and you know it isn't that far off the, the old track record held by Nikita Billy either so you know he's still young he's two and a half years old um, and to us he has been certainly the shining light in a, I suppose a year that was struck down hard with um, the pandemic and so forth but for sure when we look back in years to come of the memories of 2021 it'll certainly be um, Jacob Tashdelic for us and certainly not the the COVID that was um, obviously struck the whole world but uh, yeah so that's that's it we're, we're absolutely over the moon with him look we're, we're buzzing after tonight for sure yeah, fantastic ground. And as you said, look, he brought you on an, an incredible uh, journey uh, throughout the year. So many, um, you know, brilliant performances unbeaten uh, so far now around the uh, 575 yard trip um, at Curraheen Park and running a big race at the Winter Racing Festival as well. You know, second all about Ted and winning a large final night as well. You know, they're, they're, they're great nights to win. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I suppose. He won, um, he was in all the big competitions. Look, he won a round of the, the Ledger. He won a round of the Laurels. You know, he won two rounds of the Derby. 
you know, he ran into really hard trap draws and really hot heats in some of the concluding rounds of those stakes. Um, so, you know, we left some nights for sure really, really disappointed. Not disappointed in the dog or the runs, but just disappointed you don't get over the line because when you've top open-class dogs, look, it's hard to win any race because your competition every night is, is phenomenal. So last night, I suppose, was his first real trophy rising for us as a family. It's a, the Christmas present we all wanted, um, I suppose, for, for the kids. It's, it's a big family event for us. And, you know, my daughter was there last night and all the, the cousins and the nieces. And it's a real family affair. And, you know, we get great enjoyment out of, of seeing the excitement that they have. Um, you know, and even this morning going off to school, it was a case of, you know, the first story will be Jacob Tashadelic's win, won his final last night. And that, that's what it's all about for us. Yeah, it sure is uh, brilliant stuff. And uh, we're looking forward to seeing him back in action, um, you know, in, in the coming weeks and coming months. No doubt there'll be uh, big days ahead. And just in terms of uh, people that are listening to the podcast, Elaine, I suppose, uh, take us back in time and tell us a bit about your uh, family's involvement uh, within the sport and how you all got involved. Yeah, sure. So I suppose um, I could probably say I was born into it. Um, so I suppose my grandfather, who would be my dad's father, Bill Guiney, so he, I suppose, in a way, was definitely my idol. Um, anyone that knew him, I suppose, knew he was a real great character um, and had a real loving for greyhounds. Um, anything sporty, really, but greyhounds in particular. Um, and he was really a firm believer, you know, that every win was a win and it should be celebrated no matter, no matter whether it was an E10 race or a good trial or a big win. It was always to be celebrated and he brought great love and character to our lives and to the sport. And I suppose from that, I suppose my own father then, I suppose, took up the passion of his love for, for Greyhound from him. And I suppose, look, Dej, um, I suppose anyone that knows him and I suppose will know that he um, puts his heart and soul in, into everything he does. And I suppose every day he could set his watch by, you know, the time he walks his dog, the time he feeds, what he does. His routine is regimental. And, you know, I suppose he is, without a doubt, my hero in sport. Um, I'm so, so proud of him and all he's achieved. And I suppose he's waited his whole life for dogs like Jacob and Chris. And, you know, he has put, I suppose, really good dogs through his hands over the years as well. You know, but I suppose, um, I don't know whether he'd like me saying this or not, but I suppose at the time when you have four children and you're putting kids through college, you know, you're maybe never in a financial position to, to keep the real good dogs um, because you have to look after your, your family as well. So I suppose my earliest, um, I suppose, memory of having a great dog was a dog called Expert Advice. So he was, um, I'm going to say it was around 88, 89. Um, he actually won a competition in Yall called the Southern Sprint. Um, so that for us was a real massive win. Um, I'm supposed I'm going to give away my age here. Uh, I think uh, I was about eight <laughs> uh, at the time. <laughs> so, you know, I don't even know if I was at all those rounds of that competition. But, you know, it spoke about so much in our home that, you know, you felt that you were there at every round. I know we were all there probably on the night of the final. And he, he was our first introduction, you know, at a young age to a real good dog. And he went to the semi-final of the Laurels competition, actually, in the Western Road after that. But I suppose in more recent years... Um, from a track perspective, um, I think a dog called Killarney on Fire, I don't know if people will remember him or not, but he was a dog that, um, you know, was a steer around the Cesarowage, won big competitions up in Kilkenny as well. He was my first memory of a taste of what a real top open class dog would be like. And I suppose when you get that in your home and in your life, it's something that you want to cherish and you want to have forever. And I suppose, you know, at the time, you know, these dogs were super, super to us, but... Um, 
suppose there was other ones as well, like Kilhorn Venture comes to mind, uh, and definitely Usual Story in the last decade as well. I suppose he was a track record breaker after coming back from a really bad injury. He broke the track record over the distance in, in Clamel for us. So they will be some of the big ones from um, a track perspective. But I suppose um, it would be very unfair of me not to mention uh, our, our kennel of uh, heroes at the minute, and I suppose being... Jacob, who will get a, a real good rest now over the, the Christmas period and come back fresh into 2022. But I suppose it would be unfair of me not to mention fewer Chris as well. Um, yeah, look, um, we're, we're all, I suppose, for more than familiar with uh, Fiora Chris now at this stage. He built up built up an unbelievable uh, winning sequence. Un- unfortunately, it didn't happen from the, in the semi-final of the Juvenile Derby, but he looks like a 2022 dog as well in a very special ground. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's... Um, He's, he has huge, huge potential and is really special to us as well. So I suppose any dog that picks up nine wins out of 11 runs um, has to take uh, great pride in him. So um, unfortunately for the Night of Stars, we had him entered. It, it didn't happen. He picked up a slight, slight niggle, nothing too serious. Um, and he will be bounced back hopefully into 2022. But he's runs like um, over the last few months months as well, like 28-12, I suppose in Shelburne in the, the Puppy Derby. He's 28-17 in Tralee. He looked like a dog to us that could dip below the 28-second mark, definitely in Tralee, but he's running um, there. Um, so I suppose he's had no race since October, and early October at that. So he will definitely be nice and fresh coming back into 2022. And he's really young. He's not even two years old as of yet. So he really, I suppose, is one we look forward to for the 2022 calendar. And, you know, we'll, we'll have dreams definitely about what could be with him and I suppose we just have the two of them to look forward to so, so much into 2022. Yeah, there must be uh, plenty of sleepless nights because, look, um, you know, uh, any of us involved in ownership, you know, even if, as you said earlier on, if we win an A3 or an A4, we're absolutely thrilled. But when you're dealing with greyhounds of this calibre, uh, you must be worried constantly uh, to make sure everything is OK and stuff like that. Yeah, so look, you, you know yourself. You, you know, I suppose we've had huge um, success, I suppose, also from coursing perspective and you know we we have definitely learned a lot from the hard hits that you get in the coursing side so you know we had I suppose what I would consider of two of the greatest uh, bitches of all times in from a coursing perspective for sure in terms of class attraction and I suppose share the dream as well so you know we we have you know come across the, the hard injuries there and, and the real low low points with those as well before we, before we reach the highs with them as well. So I suppose um, class attraction herself. I suppose I'll go in a bit about that, Barry, if, if you, you want, because yeah, it'd, drive be on. Very unfair me. it'd be very unfair of me not to mention these two because I suppose they're they're really special to us. Um, I suppose class attraction was named Bitch of the Year in 2011. Um, she was one of the, I suppose, dead acquired her from uh, Bernard Mackey um, and she was one of the, the first times we had a trial stake winner, I suppose, that we felt this could be the one, you know, this could be the Oaks winner that we've dreamt about for the last 30, 40 years, you know. So we were going to Powerstown with really high hopes. Um, you know, she was there in the market. She was exposed as something that was really special. And I suppose we had never got a greyhound in the Derby or the Oaks to the last day. And it was something that we were always driving to achieve. And I suppose class attraction, we felt, would be the one that may get us there. But unfortunately, on the third round of the Oaks, um, when, when she was well in front, the, she just lost sight of the hair. And, you know, that was her Oaks was over. So I certainly will never forget that moment leaving Powerstown that day. You know, tears flowing down your face and, 
your dream is, is gone, you know, and you, the following year, I suppose, she bounced back. And little did we know leaving Powerstone that day, the, the joy we would have the following year when she uh, won the champion bitch stake and, and you know, subsequently um, was named Greyhound, uh, Bitch Greyhound of the Year for 20, 2011. So she, she was something else altogether there. So, you know, 2011 was a year, I suppose, it's 10 years ago now, but, uh, you know, it feels like yesterday only because the memories are so fresh in our head still. And, you know, she was she was something unbelievable because she threw, um, I suppose, classic winners in Foot Solution herself and, you know, others like Manly Girl and, and her own daughter shared the dream as well, like, you know, something sensational as well. So we we, we have yet failed uh, to get a dog in the Derby or Oaks at the last day, shared the dream also, unfortunately. Did make our way to the last day but had to be withdrawn, you know, through... Um, um, she got a hard run, so the, the handicap wasn't on her side. So, you know, she 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 was really good to us as well. And I suppose for this year, uh, we look forward to very much looking at Hot Dog. So he's in contention for the Derby there. Um, he's going well. Look, he has uh, a trial stake win, a cup win, and is will be appearing in over Christmas in a cup. And he's hot in the market for the Derby this year. So we're looking forward to him. And he also is a, a track winner as well in down in Tralee for the course in Constellation Stakes. So, look, we've loads to look forward to in 2020. Yeah, I was just going to say that, Elaine. I'm kind of jealous uh, listening to everything you have to look forward to um, next year. So much going on. Yeah, you know, I suppose um, normally from a tra- we're, we're not very familiar with having these uh, top-class open uh, greyhounds, so it's all new to us. Uh, so this seasonal break that they will get now um, and rest up, I suppose, is facing into a busy calendar for us in terms of coursing. So um, we love our coursing, okay? Uh, we're very proud of the sport that we have and what we've achieved, and I suppose we will go forward with Hot Dogs running in Barcelona on um, St. Stephen's Day, He'll run in the cup there, and that'll be nice prep for him right into Clonmel then. And look, we all enjoy Clonmel as a yearly event. I'm sure, like everybody else, it's it's the, the calendar, I suppose, the social calendar of the year for a lot of people, and it, it brings really, really sleepless nights uh, on the run into it. But, you know, if you didn't have that excitement and that energy, you know, that's what the sport is all about to us. Um, and we'll head off to Clonmel all, all excited with a, a case is packed and, you know, kids in tow and, you know, all the family will be there. And, you know, it, it's a massive family event for us as well. And, you know, there's huge, huge commitments made to get dogs of that calibre, even in the gate of Powerstown. So it just doesn't start uh, start for us for Clamell. It, it's a year-long event and, and many years on the run-up to it as well. Yeah, it certainly is a special event. Very much looking forward to it. Um, myself, uh, tell us a bit about the uh, Bantera Ground School and Track, um, Elaine. Yeah, absolutely, Barry. Yeah, yeah. So I suppose 2011 um, seems to have been a real special year all around for us. So uh, I suppose not alone did uh, Class Attraction win the Bitch of the Year. Uh, our local village of Mealing actually were crowned our Ireland Junior Hurling Champions as well. So if you walk into any pub in Mealing, <clears throat> there is only one actually, but if you walk in, you'll see Class Attraction hangs very proudly uh, in their bar alongside um, the All-Ireland pitcher. So um, that's, that's an accolade where, and a year we're proud of it. But also we acquired volunteer schooling tracks so, um, in 2011 as well. Um, and my husband, Robert, um, runs the track. So we uh, actually, would you believe it, we just recently built a new house um, on the grounds of volunteer schooling track. And we've just moved into it um, seven weeks ago. So I'm sitting here very fresh and very proud of our achievements today. L- so, lovely. Um, you know, we have our own gallop um, here, all weather, 
we have eight um, kennels. Uh, we have a whelping kennel and we have paddocks for rearing greyhounds as well. So, And it's right here with the house built on the, on the grounds of the track, so in Lyre. Um, so, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're continuously moving forward here with this facility as well. And it, it's something that we're very proud of and Robert is extremely proud of as well and puts a lot of work and time and effort into it as well. So, you know, it, it's good. We're, we're really deeply involved in, in it all. Yeah, you sure are, and look, wishing you uh, continued success um, with that. Just in terms of the the sport um, in general, uh, like so many of my guests, um, you know, the 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 passionate, I suppose, um, shines out through your voice. And you know, what is it about the the sport of uh, ground racing and coursing that um, does a fuel in? Yeah, I look. I suppose um, I met my husband um, through greyhound racing, so. Uh, that is probably something that uh, is, for me, very special because, you know, when you're around the kitchen table, you're never short of conversation. Um, and I feel, you know, in this, this generation and this day and age, you know, um, there is a, a heavy time commitment involved in greyhounds. Of course, things uh, very time heavy. Uh, and so is um, going to track and track dogs also. So I suppose from a relationship perspective, I feel it's very important that you have a common ground and a mutual interest. And, and I suppose that we have. And, you know, I suppose our daughter, Lucy, is um, everything. I She is everything I was. Um, and my family would always say that she's just, look, what I was, running around the Western Road years ago. Um, going to the sweet shop, I, I can see it in her now around Corrigan Park, and you know I'm really proud of that um, fact as well. So we we sit around the kitchen table, look, we look around our homes, and we full of pictures of great successes, great days out, great nights out, out as well. And I suppose from a perspective of the family connection, you know, my mother, you know, she may not be seen hugely at um, greyhound tracks or coursing events, but you have to have a backbone in your family as well. And, you know, uh, Dad is uh, obviously the, the whole the whole thing for us. He pulls it all together. And, you know, there is my brothers as well. So, you know, Ian and Liam really heavily involved in there as well. So, and all the nieces as well, and the extended family for as well. But I suppose the love I have for it is of the people and the friends I've made through it you know, over the course of my life, uh, I have great cousins who I'm extremely friendly with. And, you know, even on the track or the field, you want to win. We're competitive. We all want to win. But afterwards, I suppose, we all turn around and we socialize and have fun together. And we're real, real, real good friends as well. So I suppose um, that is one of the high things for me and why I love it so much is the connections you make, I suppose. But I suppose moving into to, to, to next year, I suppose, most of all, I suppose right now, I look forward to what the dream of 2022 might bring for, for us. And, you know, we dream of that, I suppose, classic winner to grab that, uh, make the picture perfect household, I suppose. Yeah, you, I think you put that uh, very nicely, Elaine. And look, um, we're wishing you the continued success in, in the world of coursing and, and greyhound racing. You were a fabulous guest on the podcast. We appreciate you taking time out and it was great to highlight uh, your recent success. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add before we finish up? No, 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 not at all. I just want to wish everybody a happy Christmas and a safe and happy new year. And, you know, 2022 for us, if if it starts as good as 2021 finished, look, we'll be very, very happy. But it's again, it's about the memories that we've made from a young age to, to now. And, you know, for our children in the future, you know, it, it's really, really special to us. And I see all young people and their kids keep keep going behind it you know we have a great industry we have a great sport we have the basics there we just need to push forward with it and show people how great it is and how special and how nice memories we have received out of it over the years as well so you know happy christmas to everybody and have a have an, a lovely christmas and here's here's hoping of classic successes in 2022 <laughs> 
Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs.